Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production, and hey, I'm the Dude. For the month of August, Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page would like to honor one of the biggest comedic icons ever, Robin Williams, by setting up a fundraiser to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Suicide is very quiet and scary because someone might be having a terrible issue and no one can see or know there's a problem. With your donation, we can make sure that there's someone out there they can go to talk to about their problems. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK has 133 crisis centers nationwide available for you or someone you care about. No matter if you only donate a dollar, every little bit helps so that people we care about can get the help they need. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline can be contacted at 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender. I am the dude, so that's what you call me. When you want a drink, you just go, hey, dude. Or in the cases of this uh, podcast, you can just call me Hey Bartender. It doesn't really matter what my name is. What you want is a drink, isn't it? Anyway, so let's get started with today's drink special. I stole this drink recipe from a website called Business Insider. This week's drink is called the Monkey Gland. Sounds disgusting by the name of the uh, drink, but according to thebusinessinsider.com, uh, this drink is well-balanced and even gin haters hate uh, will enjoy this taste. Uh, apparently, it was a French surgeon's unique experiments inspired this drink's name. So, some weird French guy just decided to call a, uh, call this drink a monkey gland. Anyway, how you make this thing, get yourself a martini glass, get your shaker out, you put some uh, gin, fresh orange juice, grenadine, and absinthe into that shaker. Shake and strain into the martini glass, garnish with, well, it doesn't look like it has any garnish according to the picture, but anyway, shake and strain that into a nice martini glass and you have yourself a monkey gland. And... It sounds tasty. I've never been a gin guy myself, but hey, you know, you never know. It says that even gin haters will enjoy this taste. And besides, you know, I wanted to say this drink just because it's called Monkey Gland. You know, it's a drink I've never heard of, and it sound the title alone would make me curious. What does, you know, what is this? And, I mean, it's kind of like when you're going on your 21 run and your first shot, or at least first one of your first shots that you ever try is probably a brain hemorrhage. And they look disgusting, but you take this shot anyway. And besides, I've also want, always wanted to talk about a drink that has absinthe in it. I don't run into many drinks, mostly because in the United States, absinthe is illegal, I believe. I think it is still, and just because of its weird effects on people. Mostly, the only thing I know about absinthe was from the movie Road Trip, where uh, all the kids were in Bratislava, and they... Uh, drank a bottle of absinthe and they started hallucinating and even a brother and sister started making out but yeah anyway let's not talk about uh that sort of thing it's not that kind of a podcast people we're just a bar we're just here to enjoy ourselves at least try well anyway since you're all sitting back enjoying a drink right now i hope and having a good time relaxing you know just or you know maybe even trying to uh keep yourself calm while dealing with traffic right now i mean it is beginning of the school year right now traffic's probably a little bit heavier right now than you're uh, used to you had two maybe three months to just really chill out on the road but now you've got a large amount of people trying to go home at the same time you do so just remember you know when you're out there be careful those roads can be kind of scary 
And if you're out drinking and decide to drive, please, for the love of God, please be safe. So anyway, this podcast, you know, we're, you know, I'm constantly trying to figure out things to talk to you guys about. And with a little help from a Facebook group called the Fraternal Order of Bartenders, it's a kind of like Hey Bartender podcast. It's just a place where pretty much all bartenders can go and just blow off some steam, tell some stories about their uh, bartending and what happened that night. You know, or things that have happened to them uh, in recent past. You know, uh, if you're a bartender out there, you know, I highly suggest uh, suggest you check it out just because it's pretty informative. Actually, I've looked at a lot of stuff on that web page or that Facebook page of the Fraternal Order of Bartenders. But this story caught my eye. A girl named Heather Charlotte, uh, she posted this. So this happened on my day off. Phew. But we had a 16-year-old come into the bar with a legit fake ID. We served him. It had his picture, holograms, and scanned through our scanner. He said he was 22. His dad came in the following day to let us know know about it. Talked to one of my support staff, and kids are getting these IDs off the dark web. How the hell are we supposed to know it's fake? Help! Well, uh... Thank you to the Fraternal Order of Bartenders uh, ahead of time for letting me steal this subject off your uh, off your Facebook page, whether you wanted me to or not. And thank you, Heather Charlotte, for bringing that up, because that is actually a really huge deal. Uh, fake IDs in the bars, uh, they, they're like peanut butter under jelly, you know, uh, salt and water. Uh, I mean... I don't know how far back it goes, but probably as far back as an IED, uh, ID goes in the United States, uh, fake ones have always been made, whether it's for uh, good purposes or bad purposes. Now, um, this is going by the Oregon liquor control laws. I don't know. Uh, the laws might be a little bit different in your states, but I'm going to tell you what I know from my experience as a bartender in Oregon. When it comes to fake IDs, some of them are harder to spot than others. Uh, Some of them are blindingly obvious. Uh, But when it comes down to it, if you accept an ID that says that the person is of age, over the age of 21, uh, and you didn't know it was fake, that's not your problem. And it, you know, it's, you can just pretty much say, hey, I didn't know it was fake. And if the Liquor Control Commission or the police come in and raid the place, you can just say, it looked real to me, and just go about your business. But the only way you can actually get in trouble for somebody with a fake ID or uh, for serving a minor is not with fake IDs. It's actually if you knowingly, willfully served a minor or didn't check the minor's ID, period. I mean, if you just looked at a fake ID and thought it was real, okay, yeah, you've done your job. That's as much as you know. Uh, It's really hard. I mean, they do give everybody out there, it is available from the uh, Liquor Control Commission, a book with pictures of all the IDs. Now, how current this book stays That is a mystery to me because I heard just recently that Ohio is going to change their IDs as of next month. So then that book's going to be outdated. IDs get changed constantly. And it's tough to go, uh, you know, to know what every single one of them looks like every time somebody comes in. I mean, the, the whole point of that book was just to inform. And, but... If you, you know, according to this post, she says that kids are buying actual IDs that say that they're older than what they are, and they have holograms, they're able to be scanned, they probably look fine under a black light, and, you know, it's, um, that pretty much as soon as you read it, if you don't know the kid, uh, as soon as you read that ID, it's not your problem anymore. Yeah, as far as you know, the kid is 22 years old, 21 years old, whatever. And 
you can serve the person alcohol. Good point to this story, though, is that the father came in to talk to the people that worked at that bar, and he only talked to them. That uh, He didn't go in there and say, how could you? You guys don't do your job very well if you can't spot a fake ID. No, he just came in and talked to them and informed that bar that kids were running around with these I, with these bogus IDs. Now, to me, that is a great customer. And you know what? I'm going to go on a limb here and say that's a good father. Uh, I don't know how the kid got punished, if the kid got punished. or But, uh, you know, I would really enjoy a story that the kid had to take his prom date on, his, on the handlebars of his BMX bike since he was 16 years old. Uh, but that's pretty much what it comes down to. If you're one of those people that wants to go as far as possible to make sure, because we all live in fear of our liquor control commissions. They can come in anytime they do those fucking stings where they bring in somebody that has an ID that actually says that they're under the age of 21. If you don't catch it, you get in trouble. And that is entrapment, if you ask me. You know, they purposely, willfully sent in a minor. And, you know, if your bar is completely packed and you did the math wrong in your head, there goes your job, there goes your career, there goes a couple thousand dollars. I happened, I watched it happen to a guy one time. It didn't, it sucked. And uh, I'll tell you that story a little bit later. But, uh, you know, Liquor Control Commission, they have to try to keep an eye on this thing to make sure that we're serving alcohol properly. And, you know, in, in Oregon, bartenders weren't allowed to drink behind the bar in some of the states and uh, some of the states in the United States that I'm sure there are other states that allow drinking behind the bar. But in Oregon, you couldn't. And when the Oregon Liquor Control Commission decides... Okay, we're going to uh, sting this place. They may bring in a minor and uh, have them try to buy a beer. It might end there, but they may even go as far as walk in and say, Hi, we're the Liquor Control Commission. Everybody take out your IDs now. And they check every single ID, see if there's any minors, and uh, then start checking everything behind the bar. And that's where you have to be con- uh, careful with the liquor control commission, because if you're just taking the drinks off the top of the bar and putting them un- uh, in that shelf underneath the bar, the liquor control commission can easily assume I hate assumptions. I hate them. The liquor control commission can actually assume that you were drinking that. And so when you take a drink off the bar, don't put it underneath the bar just because it's convenient at that point in time and uh, you're trying to serve other customers. No, immediately dump it out, get the, uh, throw the glass in the bin and get it washed. Uh, it's just one of those bullshit things. And well, hell, I don't know. I, I heard of uh, one of the bars in the town that I worked at. They got that whole thing done to them by the Liquor Control Commission and uh they tested all the drinks that were sitting there behind the uh, underneath the bar, found alcohol inside those drinks and said, you guys were drinking these. They could say no up, down and sideways, but they also couldn't prove that they weren't. So it, you know, it's kind of a stalemate. Um, but anyway, I wanted to talk about fake IDs today. Uh, when I first became a bartender, uh, I had to go through, uh, liquor training and uh, with the liquor control commission and uh, get my bartending license and all that stuff. And uh, they tried to warn us. They basically told you everything that I just told you, you know, get the book, get, uh, you know, try to figure out ways to uh, figure out if somebody has a fake ID. Now, um, a couple of my favorite ways that I heard about, I personally never did it. Um, like ask uh, if you look at a ID and the person doesn't look right or you think this ID is fake or not theirs. That's a big one. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, ask them what their star sign is, and 
uh, of course, you have to know astrological signs from there on who's uh, what dates are Scorpio, what dates are an Aries, and all that stuff. I didn't know that stuff, so I didn't do that. Uh, but I have met other servers and bartenders that did, were pretty good at that, and I thought that was pretty an impressive trick. Or you know, have them write their name. There's one girl that was that made a suggestion on uh, the fraternal. Uh, well, uh, that Facebook page that I was just talking about, the Fraternal Order of Bartenders. is Was it that what it called? Yeah, the Fraternal Order of Bartenders. Uh, one girl actually suggested uh, to call the cops and, uh, and have them run the ID, ask them if it's good. Now, that might take a little bit more time than you want to take. Of course, if you have a customer that gets really antsy and... Uh, and they say, just give me back my ID. I'm going somewhere else. Okay, you got a 50-50 shot. Either they the ID was fake and they were getting nervous, or they're just pissed off that you're taking so long with their drink, they're going to take their business elsewhere. That's kind of a crapshoot. But after I took that class, uh, I was just like, wow, you know, how am I going to know if these IDs are fake? And, you know, how am I going to spot one? It, it, it was kind of scary. Because Liquor Control Commission kind of made it sound like it was your responsibility to pull the fakes you know, and stop kids from uh, drinking alcohol. And, well, sure, it is. But, you know, you just showed me 17 different versions of fake IDs, and they all look pretty fucking good to me. Anyway, I took the class, and this was the uh, first time I took the class. I was a banquet bartender really didn't have to deal with that sort of thing because it was mostly for uh, companies or uh, adult parties. You know, I didn't, uh, I didn't ever bartend for a wedding bar mitzvah or quinceanera or anything like that. So I didn't really, uh, I maybe checked the occasional ID, but it didn't really ever come up. And it, but it did start coming up when I worked my first honest to goodness bar and uh, you guys have heard me talk about Paradise Grill a dozen times. And I was doing my, the best I could. And just, can I see your ID? Okay, uh, the dates are right. Can I see your ID? Okay, the dates are right. And it didn't come up. Uh, you know, I was getting fairly comfortable with my customers. And the, uh, the first time... It wasn't, uh, I heard about this. This wasn't me. This was my good friend, Shannon. She was working behind the bar with me. It was uh, one of those nights where we worked together. And she uh, took somebody's ID. And so, well, this girl comes in and she says, can I see your ID? And she says, sure. Hands the ID over, looks at it. And uh, Shannon kind of looks at the ID, looks up at her and she goes, I know this girl. This isn't you. And, uh you're going to have to leave. And so the girl, you know, kind of like, okay, you know, she didn't put up a fight. She was actually very cool about it. And shortly after that, uh, the girl who did own that ID came in and asked Shannon for her ID back. And Shannon knew, uh, knew the girl because her name was Shannon too. So Shannon remembers Shannon's, you know, it's, you know, it's just automatically when you meet somebody with your name, it's kind of hard to forget sometimes. And so Shannon gave back the ID and said, just tell your sister not to come in with, uh, well, I don't, now I'm trying to figure out if I, uh, told you that anyway, the other Shannon, uh, that came in to get her ID, the girl that came in with her ID was her sister. She was still 20 years old. And so, uh, she tried to use her sister's ID to come into the bar, but Shannon was quick uh, to catch that. And, uh, you know, of course, me being who I am, uh, when she did turn 21, immediately I checked her ID, and then I refused to call her by her real name. I kept calling her Shannon every now and then. Hey, Shannon. Oh, wait, that's not your name. She goes, no, that's my sister. And, you know, she took it well. She she realized that... Uh, she did wrong and plus she was a restaurant worker too. She should know better. Um, first time I heard about altered IDs though. Now this was, uh, when kids were, 
uh, well, you know, uh, some of your people out there might know that uh, the some of the states had a minor until text on your ID if you were under the age of 21. And some of the kids figured out, yeah, just scratch it off. And, you know, and then we'll change this number here, change this number here. But voila, you're over 21. And uh, uh, Shannon was, once again, she was the first one to tell me about this. And because she was the first one to catch it, this girl comes in with an altered ID. And uh, Shannon says, "Um, this is an altered ID. I have to take this away from you and I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And of course, the girl kind of freaked out a little bit, and uh, uh, she eventually did leave without too much fuss. Shannon turned uh, that ID into the manager, our manager at the time, and the next morning, according to the Oregon Liquor Control Commission, we're supposed to take the fake IDs and turn them into the DMV so they can, I don't know, be checked or, you know, something. I don't, I'm not sure what. And maybe they keep a file on it so that, uh, you know, they know offenders or something like that. I, I honestly don't know. But the next morning, the girl comes back into the bar and asks our manager, uh, can she have her ID back? And our manager gave it back to her. Uh, but and when Shannon heard about that, what the hell are you doing? Giving a fake ID back to uh, back to the person that had it? We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to confiscate it. And the manager at the time, she was a fucking idiot. She uh, said, well, I marked it up so she can't use it now. Yeah, great. But that was around the time when holograms were uh, being used a lot on IDs. And, you know, after that, I started uh, started wondering, geez, you know, these people coming in with the fake IDs. I started hearing about kids around town that were paying a couple hundred dollars to some schmuck to uh, alter their IDs ever so slightly so that they could go into bars. I don't, I don't yeah, I, me not being a drinker. I just, I, even when I was a kid, I wasn't that big on drinking. I, and I just don't understand why can't you wait? Or if you, uh, if you can't wait, go to a friend's house, go, you know, wait till your mom and dad aren't there. And then, uh, you know, dip into your dad's secret stash. It's easier, less chance you're going to get in trouble. Uh, well, with outside sources, your your parents, that's their problem. And But, um, you know, Shannon and I were hearing all, the, all over town that there's this one guy that's altering IDs for everybody. And uh, finally, one night, I'm working behind the bar and this really pretty blonde comes up to the bar and says, I'd like a Long Island or whatever the hell she ordered. It was years ago. Give me a break. And uh, so I said, oh, I'm going to have to check your ID. And then so she hands me her ID and I bring down her ID into the fluorescent lights that we had underneath the bar. And I immediately saw that some of the hologram had been scratched off and the date of birth was a little bit wrong. And I said, oh, so close. I'm sorry. You're going to have to leave. And she goes, what? And I said, yep, sorry, you're going to have to leave. Uh, You know, I can plainly see that you've altered this ID. And she goes, well, can I have it back? I have a flight tomorrow. And I looked at her and I said, you're going to try to take an altered ID onto an airplane? Good luck. And uh, I said, no, I'm keeping this ID. Get lost. And so she left. And instead of turning it into my uh, manager, uh, who I knew was going to uh, flip out about it again, um, I decided to keep it myself and use it as a teaching aid to other bartenders. And uh, this was, once again, back in the time where we thought if we uh, if one of the customers in the bar gets caught with a false ID, we could get in trouble for it. So when I was taking it to other bartenders around town and showing them, Hey, found a fake ID. Cause I was really proud of it. And they'd look at it and go, Oh my God, I served her. And so they, 
they felt a little a uh, little bad about that because we were all scared about the liquor control commission but really <laughs> there's nothing to be scared of around them as long as you stand your ground saying hey i thought it was a real uh, id and uh you know it's uh and it's not you know it, it's not your fault i mean it looked like a real id i didn't know it was fake what's a fake one look like you know and truthfully if you really want to get somebody in trouble if you're feeling really adventurous one night if you find an altered id or find something that's fake and it looks real enough you, all you have to do is call the police that is a federal crime because they are tampering with federal documents. But the funny thing is, if you make an ID yourself that only kind of looks like a real ID, you get in less trouble for that. I'm giving away all this stuff. Hopefully no minors are listening to this. Ah, if, even if they are, hopefully they learn something from this and knock that shit off. Come on. Now, but there are consequences out there. I won't. And I won't uh, try to uh, try to say you are completely safe as long as you know what you're doing. The consequences, though, check those IDs no matter what. You know, it they what what's the rule of thumb? If they look under thirty, then check their ID. Stick with that. I mean, and some uh, there are some people out there. That grow like uh, some boys grow facial hair and automate automatically makes them look older, or some girls dress a certain way or style their hair a certain way, and it makes them old look older. And so you gotta kind of watch that. That's why they tell you put a cap on thirty. Maybe do thirty five if you feel more comfortable, or just check every damn ID that you see, even if the person's seventy years old. I remember being in a uh, convenience store one night, and there the girl behind the counter it looked like it was her uh goal in life to id every single person there ever was this guy that walked up to the bar to buy cig or walked up to the counter to buy cigarettes he couldn't have been any less than 70 years old and she still she still carded him she said can i see your id please and he just looked at her and says you're kidding and she goes no i need to see your id and you know better safe than sorry i guess but you're, uh, it's even to the point where uh, sometimes you can't trust your bouncers. And, but the bouncers, you know, like I, they, they're doing their best. They're checking every single ID, but they've also got to watch, make sure everybody's having a good time. No fights are going to start. And well, in the cases of some of the bouncers that I've worked with in the past, it was just, you know, a way to check out women. Um, but can you blame them? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Anyway. Um, there are consequences to not checking IDs. The, uh, I'll tell you uh, the worst that happened to me. Uh, well, it didn't happen to me directly, but, uh, the liquor control commission decided to do a sting on the bar that I worked at. We had a packed bar that night and it, you know, it was just wall to wall people. And, uh, I was flinging drinks like crazy and then all of a sudden, my server comes up to me and says, can you pour me a Bud Light? I, uh, and I told, because that's my rule. I've told you that before. Do uh, not come behind my bar and start pouring drinks. You'll just get in my way and we'll make a mess. So he said, I need a Bud Light. And I said, fine. Another rule that I had was the people that sit at the bar are my customers. The people that sit out on the floor, they're your customers. Don't mess with my customers. I won't mess with yours. And uh, he disobeyed that rule uh, that night, which probably worked out for me pretty well. But I still feel sorry for the guy. If, uh, so let's not get into that. Um, he comes up to me, asks for a Bud Light. And so I pour it for him and I hand it to him. And he hands it to a girl. And all of a sudden, the girl just gets up and leaves. Just, uh, here you go. Gone. And, uh, all of a sudden he turns to me and says, the girl that was, uh, I gave that to just got up and left, you know, just ran out the door. And I said, well, all right. And I started to reach out for it, to, uh, to put it behind the bar. 
And then all of a sudden this guy walks up and says, don't touch that. And I looked up at him, at him and I said, why? And then he shows me his badge, Oregon Liquor Control Commission. I went, ah, fuck. And now I got to deal with this shit tonight. I said, all right, what happened? And he said, you just served a minor. And I said, when? And he says, when you gave that beer to that girl that was sitting here. And I said, where is she? And he said, that doesn't matter. And I said, well, I'd like to see her uh, to know if I uh, who I served. And turned out that I didn't serve her. When my server came up to me and asked for that Bud Light, uh, he served her. And, but, and he said, I said, well, I didn't serve that girl. And he said, but you poured the drink. And I said, I pour a lot of drinks. Which one did I serve her? And I was being as uncooperative as I possibly could. I could help myself, but unfortunately, I could not help my server. Because he w- it was... Uh, he was visually doing it and uh, they saw me pour the beer, but I kept playing the card. I poured a lot of beers, you know, I've been pouring drinks ever since I got here at five and uh, the liquor control commission guy, he was trying his hardest to try to get me to admit to uh, serving that drink. I wouldn't do it. I was just like, I don't know if I poured that drink or not. I'm sorry. But he still took a picture of the beer. He took a picture of my server. He took a picture of me uh, after two or three takes because I kept making faces every time he hit uh, every time he hit the button. And uh, you know, would you please stop making a face like stop sticking your tongue out? All right, fine. And because I knew I wasn't in trouble because I didn't serve that drink. However, unfortunately for my server, he was in trouble. And uh, unfortunately for serving a minor, uh, he had to pay a large fine. Now, the reason why it happened, uh, is because we became complacent. We had, um, a couple bouncers at the bar, two guys. We all got along. We were friends. So I'm not uh, ragging on these guys too bad. Uh, they checked the girl's ID. They actually looked at it, had it in their hand and didn't notice it's, uh, that she was under the age of 21. And then let her in. That's when she uh, was able to order the beer. So, it uh, became obvious to me that bouncers are damn near worthless. I mean, sure, they might be able to uh, break up a fight. They might be able to dis- uh, dissolve or you know dissolve something before anything horrible happens. But you got to have an actual door guy where that is his job. Because the two guys that we had were operating both as bouncers and door guys. And, uh, you know, they kind of got caught up in conversations with each other. Or um, there was one night where I got mad because uh, the bouncer that was working the door, four people walked right by him. And he just let him go by because he was sitting too far away from the door. And I, the next night I took him aside and I said, okay, you let people go by you. That's not cool. You are our first line of defense. You are the guy that is supposed to help us check these IDs before they come in, man. We, we just got hit by the, by the OLCC and one of our coworkers got fined a huge amount because he served a minor. We don't want that to happen again. That is why we hired you to stand at the door so you can help us out with that. And he says, okay, I understand. So from that point on, he adjusted where he was standing and made sure uh, for the most part that he was standing in the right spot to make sure he catches everybody and looks at their IDs. So, um, but don't depend completely on your bouncer. Don't depend completely on your door guy, because like I said, they are the first line of defense and being the first line of defense. Okay. Sure. You hope that they take care of it, but still every once in a while you just see this person and you think, no, let me see your ID. And 
some of them get mad and say, well, I just showed it to the door guy and I'm asking for it again. Let me see it. And if they refuse to show you the ID, then you said, then get the fuck out. That's because, you know, you don't feel as comfortable with them in there. Get the fuck out. You don't want to drink that bad, I guess. And, uh, that, that came up quite a bit. And usually at the end of the night, uh, there was one guy in particular that I remember I said, I just looked at him and I said, can I see your IDs? And they said, we just showed him at the door. And I said, yeah, I want to see him again. And then all of a sudden, one of the guys just rears himself up and he ended up being like, well, uh, at the time probably felt like three or four feet higher, taller than me. And he said, I want a fucking beer. And I said, just get the fuck out. And, you know, he, his friend was reasonably sober and started to try to get him out of there. And of course he's ready to fight. So he took off his shirt and he said, come on. And it's just like, uh, God, give me a break. And, uh, you know, he had to show off his muscles and all that stuff. Uh, but I think they were probably kicked out of another bar right before they showed up at my bar. And I, I wouldn't give him service either. And, you know, it's, if you see a person come up to your, uh, come up to your well or sit at one of your tables and you're just not positive, you know, you just look at them and go feel free to ask for their idea again. It's your job. I mean, if it, uh, if it's an OLCC or a liquor control commission sting that the person made it past the door, you cannot get in trouble until they get alcohol served to them. So there you go. That, of course, is the world according to the dude. You know, liquor laws might be different where you're at. Liquor laws might have changed in the last few years. So, but take take what I told you into heart and just know that you need to check the IDs. Yes. Is it your responsibility to know every single one and whether it's fake or not? No. Uh, I mean, it's so tough to keep up with that sort of thing. It's so tough to figure out where these kids are getting these things, what they're doing to them. Uh, but, you know, my favorite things, though, is when people try to use real IDs. And, uh, you know, it's like goes back to what I was talking about earlier when you ask somebody what their star sign is. Or when Shannon uh, was uh, shown an ID from a girl's sister. And, you know, things like that can, uh, can be fun and difficult just because they're funny. I mean, there's this one guy, he came into the bar and he, uh, he had already been drinking somewhere else. And I kept looking at his ID going, this isn't you. And, uh, and I just said, what's, uh, what's your birth date? And he goes, well, it's on the card. And I said, what's your birth date? And he says, why do you need to know that? And I already decided at that point, I'm not serving this guy. And I, but I decided to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I said, write your name. And he just kind of looked at the paper and kind of just waved the pen around. And he says, I can't right now. And I said, you can't cause you're drunk, huh? And he goes, no, I'm not drunk. And I said, get the hell out of here. I was going to take the ID, but, uh, I couldn't prove that it wasn't his beyond reasonable doubt. So I gave it back to him and I said, get the hell out of here. I'm not serving you. And, uh, it took him a while to leave. I wanted him out of there and he just wasn't leaving. And, uh, but he eventually left. And the next day I found, I saw the guy and I said, uh, the guy that was supposed to have that ID. And I go, that's him. So I wandered over to him and I said, you sell your ID to a kid recently? And he says, no. I said, I want to bet you did. And he goes, well, the kid offered me a uh, hundred bucks for it. And it, and I thought, why not? I need a couple extra bucks and it only costs whatever it costs back then uh, f- to get in, get a replacement ID from the DMV. So I thought, why not? And I said, yeah, a kid came in here and he was trying to buy alcohol off of us. So, you know, we're going to keep an eye out for him, but don't do that again, you idiot. And he's like, okay. And it, it, that was his actual voice. I'm not, I'm doing a really spot on impression, impression right there. Okay. But, um, or my other favorite is when you have a group of people at your bar 
And one, the first person shows the ID. You actually get it in your hand. You look at it. You give it back to them. And then they try to do a sleight of hand pass off to their friend behind them because they realize, oh, the bartender's checking IDs. And uh, then they try to hand me their ID and they put their thumb over the picture. And that always cracked me up because when you check an ID, people get the ID in your hand, look at it, you know, study it. And, but she wouldn't let the ID out of her hand. And I said, I'm going to need to really look at that ID. And she kind of gave this look like you're an asshole. And I said, you want to drink or not? And so she let go of the ID and I said, you're a blonde. Apparently you were brunette in this picture and African-American. And so I gave the ID back and I kicked the whole group out. I said, uh, all of you get out. So why do we have to all leave? And I said, cause you were the one that gave her the fake ID or tried to pass off a bad ID. I don't know which one of you has a good ID right now. So get everybody get out. Funnier part about it is after they left, I bet they had a hard time getting a drink anywhere else in town because I called all the other bars in the area because all of us were friends. Uh, we weren't enemies. We weren't trying to steal business from each other. We were all friends. And uh, so I would called one bar. I called another. And I said, there's a group of girls out there. One girl's trying to pass off, a, uh, pass off, you know, uh, ID that isn't hers. And so they probably had to go to the next town or farther. Uh, in order to because it's like a network uh, you know one you call one bartender the bar, that bartender calls another bartender it's it was amazing uh that small town that i worked at we all got along really well and it was that's what made it fun so anyway hey you want to get your hands on some hey bartender podcast stuff head on over to heybartenderpodcast.com you can go there and find links to more of these podcasts. You can find links to my blog. You can even find links to Bar- Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise, where we have hey-, hey Bartender Podcast t-shirts and some other just fun icebreaker t-shirts for w- when you're out and about drinking in a bar. Go check it out now, heybartenderpodcast.com. Tonight's musical guest on Hey Bartender Podcast is from Manchester, UK. The band is called Children of Zeus, and here they are playing their single, Hard Work. Don't tell me it's over.
Once again, that was Children of Zeus with their single Hard Work. Children of Zeus is from Manchester, UK. Head on over to bandcamp.com where you can find out more about them, find more of their music, and find out where they're playing next according to this schedule here. Looks like they're playing mostly in around the London area. So uh, some Americans probably are going to miss out a little bit. But if there are any listeners from London, UK... Drop on by, check them out, and until we they had come over here to America, uh, check out their sing, other singles on Bandcamp.com. Just search out Children of Zeus now. Wrap up the show, I'm just going to talk about one more thing. Uh, when it comes to IDs, it kind of applies. Once in a while, your manager or the owner of the place that you work at may hire what is called a mystery shopper. And what? That is, is a huge pain in the ass. See, what the mystery shopper does is they are hired to go into a place of business, act as a customer, and give an evaluation of what their service was like or how, you know, just any information they can give and make it look like that they were going to give them a good bottom line on how to improve their business or how their business is running. One night, I had a mystery shopper come in, and it was kind of blindingly obvious that she was a mystery shopper because she came up, she ordered a drink, I checked her ID, she checked out there, and she went over to a table by herself, and she was a really cute girl, and uh, so I was amazed she was sitting by herself, but I saw her sitting there writing writing in a book. And I thought, what the hell, Uh, you know, and, you know, she only stayed there for maybe 15, 20 minutes. She'd barely touched her drink. And I thought, well, I'm not going to get in trouble by the OLCC because I know I looked at her ID and she was of age the next day. See my managers, both of my managers at that uh, particular bar, they were schmucks when it came to confrontation, they never approached you face-to-face about anything. It either came in the form of a note or it came from a phone call. And, you know, let's just drop the bottom line here. They were wussies. And the next morning or afternoon when I came in for my shift, I looked, uh, went over to the message box that happened to have our uh, tips, our credit card tips from the night before. And I took out my credit card tips and saw there was a note, opened it up, and it said, we uh, happened to hear that you had a messy bar last night and there were minors in here and I immediately, well, I'm not the type of person that's uh, too afraid of conflict, especially when it comes to my job. I immediately busted into the office and I said, what the hell are you talking about? It's well, we were told yesterday that you had minors in here. And I said, I knew every single person that was in the bar last night and every single one of them was of age. Don't give me that shit. Do you, did you have, you know, who was this? Was this a, a mystery shopper that came in? You know, and they said, well, we were just told. And I said, did that person check the IDs of all the people inside the bar? No. Other, I would have noticed. And uh, so I really stood my ground on that one too. And boy, was I pissed. I mean, Sure, they're trying to make uh, make sure that their business is running well. And you know what? I think this happened before the actual OLCC incident. But they're trying to make sure that their business is running well. And, you know, it's not my fault. They were very paranoid about everything around there. If, you know, their count on food in the kitchen was wrong, then somebody was stealing food. And... You know, I um, I had been accused of that, uh, asking if I steal food. And I, I said, I'm 24 years old and live with my parents. I have no reason to steal food. And yeah, I was 24 years old and lived with my parents. I am not afraid to admit that. Either way, they sent in a mystery shopper. And let me tell you, they're, I hate, I hate the idea of that job. And, you know, you're, because it's, you know, their ba- basic job is to go in there and find things wrong. And when you go into things to find things wrong, you will find it. That's just the way it is. Uh, you will never see the right things. That, but that's me. 
you know, I may be wrong. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm done with this rant for the day. It is last call. That's right, last call for alcohol, people. I'm the only bartender running this place right now, so if you want something, you got to come up to the bar or you ain't getting shit. Do not raise your hand. Do not scream my name from across the bar and say, give me one more. Nope, ain't happening. You come up to my bar or I don't give you shit. Unless the bar is really empty right now, then I probably just walked over to you and I said, hey, hey, it's last call. You want anything else? And, you know, but I digress. I would like to thank the Fraternal Order of Bartenders. Well, actually, at this point, since I stole this information from their, or stole this story from their website, or their Facebook site, um, I'd like to thank them for the idea for this story. I'd like to thank Heather for bringing up the subject of fake IDs, because this is something important to talk about, especially in the bartender situation. And I'd like to ch- thank the children of Zeus for allowing me to use their hit single, Hard Work. And remember, go check them out in bandcamp.com. Hey, and while you're at it, since you're sitting on the internet, check out heybartenderpodcast.com. Check out the blog, check out the drink recipes, or just, you know, whatever you like. But until then, that is the end of our show. Thank you for listening. Remember to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Remember to rate me on iTunes. I would really love it if you did that. Maybe leave a few comments here and there. If you want to email me, tell me a story, share a drink, or even if you want to be on the show, email me at dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. So... Until next time, as usual, I love to close out my shows like this. Lots of love, lots of sex, and lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anyone. Good night.